U.S. military test goes wrong and a $75 million stealth bomber disappears. Ratcher? Only one man has what it takes to get it back. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of whatever I've been calling this, I kind of forget. Bro down, Jim Johns, Jimmy Dean's yep. Sausage, I'm here with Jim Richardson. Hi, I'm Jimmy Sausage, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jimmy Sausage, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's Some been good movies. It's been one hell of a day. Yeah. We watched through all of the... Um, the four movie collection action classics unleashed. Yeah, we unleashed four action classics today. We sure did. Um, we didn't end up recording an episode after watching Flight of Fury. So let's let's talk about Flight of Fury. That movie, that movie sucked. The movie was garbage, and the movie was so bad. Barely had Steven Seagal in it at all. He was in it for maybe twenty minutes, realistically. It started. And most of it was just at the end. Yeah, it started with these two guys, and they were like, stole this stealth plane that literally turned invisible from the United States Air Force. Mm -hmm. And then Steven Seagal had to get it back. And that makes it sound like to he... To clear his record, because his memory had been wiped, which he was not a fan of. Yeah, right. He's not a fan of getting his memory wiped. And he remembered most everything else. But like the whole movie was about his character, but it was not in it at all. Yeah, it was like they could only afford him for three days, and a lot of the movie was stock footage, which was awful. Occasional CGI of shitty fake planes. Yeah, but oh my god, dude, the f stock footage! All of a sudden, the quality just changes. Yeah, it was insane. And it's just like this old nineteen seventies documentary footage. Uh, <laughs> it, it like. The movie felt like it was made in the 80s and not because they tried to make this movie look throwback like the 80s, just because it looked like shit and it was shot like shit and acted like shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, didn't he have to break out of prison at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, he rode on top of one of those trucks. Yeah, he just got on top of a truck and lied down and no one noticed as he escaped out of this weird prison that was not on the maps. Yeah. And then there was a convenience store robbery, which he did not take care of with any sort of care. He just started loudly attacking people. Yeah. And what that caused the shopkeep to get shot conservatively six times. Uh, and then he killed everybody else in the store and then went to jail. And the general, who looked like he was wearing a mask of what an old man baby would look like. Yeah. Uh, he was like, Rambo, if you do this for us, then uh, we'll clear your record, Rambo. Oh, and he said his like co-pilot or whatever was like the hottest young pilot he'd ever seen. <laughs> He's the hottest pilot I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> God fucking damn it, you should see this guy's hair. <laughs> oh, shit. He's so fucking hot. Don't turn around and look at him while you're flying because it's distracting. Yeah, so there's that. 
Yeah, it was a lot of just stock footage of planes. And a lot of not Steven Seagal, mostly just those two other guys. Yeah, and people talking about him. It was bad. Anything else in Flight of Fury? Uh, I don't know. I don't really think anything too funny happened. No standout moments. No, it was just a bummer. It just sucked. I give it... Um, oh, it was about a virus overtaking the world, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, kind of. That was in like two days. And yeah. it was going to kill you. Yep. Lord, I wish. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to give that one jet out of ten planes. Yeah. I'll give it a two. Two jet out of ten planes, actually. What do you think? I'll give it a uh, a ten minutes out of 98 that have Steven Seagal. Yeah, it was nuts. For a movie that's quote-unquote starred Steven Seagal, it rarely had Steven Seagal in it. And a good amount of his lines didn't sound like him. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has some some cases in all of his movies where he, like, voices it over. It's becoming know. a wild thing to finally start noticing that a lot of Steven Seagal movies aren't him. Either, like, some, like there's a dub line... Or it's like some voiceover actor doing the line. Like, there's something in this movie that was just incredibly clear to not be him. Yeah. Well, we've seen plenty of clips where it's like a stunt double. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Flight of Fury sucks. Don't watch it. Um, tagline is, a flight plan to freedom. It's trash. That is not true. It's not what the movie's about. Uh yeah, that's not no one's it, gaining freedom. <laughs> that's not what it's about at all. You're right. They're retrieving a stolen plane. The freedom really, it's more like a truck ride to freedom at the beginning when he escapes yeah. the prison on the top of a that's truck. That's the only bit of freedom. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the that's the only ride to freedom, plan to freedom at all is a truck plan to freedom. Yeah. A yeah. truck, a truck sleep, a truck nap to freedom. <laughs> you think he, you think he napped on top of the truck? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that's a long drive, <laughs> and it's probably pretty comfortable out there. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. I, you know, I think I got this one. All uh, right. Anything else on Flight of Fury? No, that movie's garbage. Well, it then. was also the longest by two minutes over Urban Justice. Yeah, two minutes over four fucking days. It felt like. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well. Let's move on to dum bada bum 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 Out for a kill. They framed him. They murdered his wife. Get out of the car, get your hands over your head. I think you got the wrong guy, sir. I'm a professor. You telling me you didn't have an inkling you were smuggling? I'm innocent. They stole his freedom. Now, they will pay.
Seagal is out for a kill. Out for a kill. <laughs> now, this is the whole reason you got this four pack. Yeah, this is the reason I got the four pack. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time because uh, I was missing my disc, my original DVD copy of this movie. So You didn't use it, which caused you to lose it. Uh, I, yeah, I must have used it in some kind of exotic used location. It, abused it, and then I potentially you to lose abused it. it, yeah, and it was lost. Yeah. So now here it is. Once again, we watched it. Uh, what do you think? You think it holds up your memories of this movie? Honestly, I had thought some parts of this I thought were into the sun. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this movie I had forgotten. I remember enjoying the movie a lot. I remember, of course, the flagship scene. Uh, but overall, I didn't remember a lot of this movie, turns out, as we watched it. But, man, it, it held up, I think. It was a little slow at points. Yeah. But the whole time, it was so fucking bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the plot of this movie. It starts... How does it start? So it starts with like, there's this parallel like character, uh, you know, the, 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 there's like this parallel arc with these two characters that are like following like everything he does. Yeah, these like, two cops. Yeah, right. That's I don't know. They don't look like cops. Um, anyways, so it starts with them in like this bar, and he wasn't even there. Why are they? Why was it following them? Anyways, and then as soon as Steven Seagal shows up, he's an architect. Yep, that's the first. No, thing an you archaeologist. Know. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's not designing buildings. He's um digging up. Which would be just as absurd. Yeah, him being an architect as him being a fucking archaeologist. So anyways, he's an archaeologist. He's digging up bones, but today he's digging up some kind of jade sculpture, and. Then some guys with sunglasses show up. Yes, and before they get to that, it's this giant, big, establishing shot of, like, what would look like a drone shot, maybe. But it is so hard, a miniature. Yes. It's such a... uh, It's bad. It looks like a toy. Yeah, it looks really bad. And I said, this better be a miniature or a toy, and that's what... It is in the movie. They did not try to pass it off as anything but real. Not a mi- yeah, yeah, not a miniature. <laughs> they zoomed in, and who's inside of this? Steven Seagal. There he is, digging for bones. But what he found was a jade sculpture that some guys with sunglasses filled up with cocaine. I think with then, heroin. Well, it was some kind of white stuff. It was the was the, it white? The white stuff. It was a bag. Yeah, it's kind of bag of stuff. So. <laughs> Um, and they see a dude in a suit walking around. Yeah, and that guy just steps on an artifact, breaks it with Some his kind foot. Of plate. Yes, yeah, mashes a plate, and Steven Seagal goes, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> What's this thing on his badge? Look at his badge. What does it say? Archaeologist. I don't think so. <laughs> and. Uh-huh. uh then they go into the shed to see what's going on because they hear a commotion. 
they find all the heroin and the jade sculpture. Yeah. He and his assistant drive away in a Jeep. She gets shot in the chest with some great CGI shot, uh, machine gun bullets. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it's wild. Slow motion, close-up of the bullets going through the back of the Jeep, and you see them slowly make their way towards her chest. Yeah, and then she's dead, apparently. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's like her funeral or something, right? Yeah, and she tell, he Steven Seagal tells her dad some sort of Chinese riddle. Yeah, there's some kind of riddle exchange. He tells Steven Seagal a riddle, and then he like deflects back at him with another riddle. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, how about this? Listen, eat shit, Grandpa. Yeah. I'll tell you a fucking riddle, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, yeah, old man, how you you figure this shit out, huh? Some of a mirror. Well, you want to riddle me, motherfucker? Yeah. Riddle me this, bitch. Um, yeah, so he uh, counters him <laughs> with another riddle. and Gives him a combo-breaking riddle. Yeah. Uh, and then he has to fight two guys. Oh yeah, because the, the yeah oh yeah the whole time, the movie keeps cutting back and forth to a table meeting, of every crime boss in the world. I guess right. I guess so. Uh, with the main guy sitting at the head of the table, who's yeah. like a looks like a bald Asian baby old man yeah. mask. Uh, and so they say. Uh, you know, the girl's funeral, once the father leaves the room, cuts Steven's like all the ribbons. Yeah, and then they try to. And they fail. They fail. And he um, kills the shit out of those guys. One of them, what does he do to the first guy? The first guy... I don't remember. Does he he, that's he like, beats the, guy, the shit out of him with six, right? Oh, yeah, he knocks the guy's sword out of his hand. And then he has, like, two big wooden sticks, and he yeah. traps his neck between them and then breaks his neck. Oh, right. And then grabs his sword, and sword fights the second guy and stabs him through the stomach, and he dies yep. instantly. And, and then, um... He, then he leaves the funeral. More shit happens. Uh, he sees his wife. They go to the restaurant. Yes. And what is the most classic scene of the movie... Where they have a long establishing shot of the restaurant. It is a good few seconds of like do dee do do boo do do and it like zooms in on the outside going into the restaurant. Yep. And they do 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 and it fades to like a a shot going along the wall of the restaurant and do 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 fades into a shot inside, going through the crowd, you hear the murmuring of all the of all the, the people. Do 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 do. This is nice music, and then it slowly starts to zoom in on Steven Seagal and his wife, and do do do. And then the second the music stops, he just goes. Well, it cuts to him. Oh, it cuts to him. Yeah, and he says, "I have to go to the bathroom." <laughs> and then, and then instantly, and it, the it cuts again, and he's st- he's standing up right away, and going to the bathroom. And when he comes out of the bathroom, uh, some Chinese gangsters tell him. Uh, that if he leaves them alone, they'll leave him alone, and if not, they'll kill his wife. And when he says wife, Steven Seagal flips out. Yeah, first he's like, your dog. And he says something else before wife. He's like, your... Yeah, he's like, your, yo, listen, dog. Your house. Kill your house. Kill your <laughs> I will truck. kill your, your dog. I will kill your car. I will kill your cat. I will <laughs> kill your mom. I will kill your wife. 
Yeah. <laughs> and by the time he gets a wife. Yeah, wife is when Steven Skull punches him and some other guy at the same time. Yeah. And sends them both like spinning through the air. Double punch, spin kick. Yeah, classic. And uh, then the guy takes out his gun to shoot Steven Seagal. And he just lets, he does this a, a lot in movies, I feel like. Or maybe, I think he did today. Maybe this is like what he did in 2007. Yeah. He would grab the guy's arm and let the guy shoot his gun around just wildly, as long as it wasn't at him. Yeah, in the restaurant. He was just kind of spinning around with the guy's arm extended. And they show him kill at least like three patrons, just shooting him wildly with this guy's gun. Yeah. Steven's fucked up on that one. Yep. And then they kill Steven Seagal's wife. They blow her up real crazy in the house. Yeah. He goes outside to investigate some noises, and then the house explodes. And then it shows his sad face, like, over some flames in the background. Yeah, which looked very real. Yeah, it looked really uh, cool and convincing and real. Yeah, it looked like they really had a full moon. Yeah. Uh, behind Steven in in front of a fire. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. You give it to the uh, FX guys on that one. Yeah, give it up to them because they did a great job. It incredible. Incredibly real. All the special effects in this look real. Yep. Uh, but that sends him on a kill path, and that's when you realize that Steven Seagal was a former art thief who specialized in Chinese artifacts, which for whatever reason, those two facts are important and give them the ability to fight anybody. Yeah. They called them the ghost. Yeah. And then and then he goes to a barbershop, right? And he has to fight some, yep. he has to fight f- some kind of uh, like Spider-Man. Some weird monkey guy? I guess, but he like runs on the walls, too. Yeah. He's kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah. He's like a... Spider Monkey, Spider Monkey man, well, maybe because like he doesn't have web. Paws when he's like rolling around. Spiders the lick their paws. They do. Yeah, okay. They have so yeah, to. he's like a Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like rolling around, licking his paws, acting like a spider, I guess. <laughs> and uh, but then he starts, yeah, running, running on the walls and floating and defying the laws of gravity. Yeah, this happens out of nowhere, pretty much. Yeah, no one mentions that he does it. No one mentions that it's weird. No one mentions it after it happens. It just exists for one quick scene, and that's it. Yeah, and Steven Seagal wraps him up in a blanket and strangles him. Yeah, right? he loves strangling people. Yeah. Because that's when he asks the guy a question, and before he even has a chance to answer, he strangles him to death. Yep. He's, like, killing him as he's asking him this question, finally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't really give anybody a chance to answer before he just killed them. No, the most anyone gets out is, like, a two-word answer, and yeah. he just kills them. That's why shit takes so long. That's probably why he gave up art thieving. Yeah. Because he was like, you know what? I just don't have the patience for this shit. I can't find anything. Yeah. Uh, no, because they, they did say he went to jail for seven years, and in that seven years, he got a doctorate and then changed his identity and then became an archaeologist. Yeah. So he got his he got his he got his doctorate as his old identity, changed his identity, kept the doctorate, and became an archaeologist. Yeah, that can work just fine. Yeah. For some people. I mean it's America. You can do that. You can yeah. do that sort of thing here. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that you can do that. So 
What else happened? Then after that, he that he found that other guy who started telling him riddles, and he tossed him out of a fucking window. Oh, he wrapped him up in rope, and then pulled him up to the top floor, and then he told yeah. him another riddle, and then he tossed him out the window. And that guy was dead. He, that's another guy he interrogated, and then the guy was like, I don't know, and then he threw him out oh, the window. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know what after that. Uh, and then every, every now and then someone would say professor. It was always so fucking confusing. Yeah. To think that Steve Zagal played a professor. Yeah, that was strange. Uh, but yeah, he, he essentially just goes through and kills people. Then does he have sex with the lady cop in this one? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Oh yeah, there's the the weird. I mean, there's like the lesbian tattoo parlor. Oh yeah, there the, was. the heroin parlor as well. Yeah, I just feel like there's always a random boob or lesbian scene in these Steven Seagal movies. There was his wife. He he had like again he didn't have sex with his wife, but she took her her top off and then uh, and then she hugged him. Yeah, he had a t-shirt on, so that was like <laughs> that's like sex for Steven Seagal, I guess. <laughs> I just want women to show me their breasts. And yeah. I don't want to take my t-shirt off. No, he didn't take his t-shirt off. He wanted to keep want it on. To. Yeah. <laughs> never make me take my t-shirt off. So there was that very risque mm-hmm. sex scene. Yeah. Very booby. Yeah. Anyways. And then eventually he kills all the, the, all the boss guys. Yep. And then he finally gets to the main old man. Solves the ultimate riddle that's been like, yeah, they all had something written on their arms, which I don't understand that. Why would you do that? Why I, would you make a riddle across all your guys's arms that lead back to you? Because it was exciting for them, I guess. I, like, yeah. Man, this would be cool. What fucking nerds these guys are. Steven Seagal had a good time doing it, right? At the end, he was like, hey, listen, let me tell you about the riddle. And the guy was like, very good, Steven, right? <laughs> yeah, he literally was. He yeah. literally said that. Good job. That's very good. Yeah. You clearly know very much about Chinese history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so insane. Yeah, that was really it weird. It was like, it was. It seemed like it was part of Steven Seagal's contract of like, could you make it known through dialogue that my character is very good at Chinese history? Yeah. And it was it was just very good. You know that very well. And then he said like another bit to it, and the guy was like, "It was like your grandmother being just blown away that you knew that." Yeah, it was fucking crazy. And then, oh, and then that guy sets fire to his own office. Yeah, and then Steve Seagal smirk little like, <laughs> yeah, a little troll face. Yeah, and then, then <laughs> sprints out the door. Yeah. Runs outside to his limo. Steven Seagal opens up the window, a crack, where you can see his face clearly covered in flames. He's clearly really in a room that's on fire. It's a very good effect. <laughs> Incredible effects. Uh, and he... It's hard to tell because the editing what happens, but he whips a sword out the window and it chops the guy's head off. Yep. Which then causes the limo driver to just drive away. The limo driver just takes it right off. <laughs> yeah, leaves the body on the street and takes right off. And then Steven Seagal hangs out in the fire for a while and like he gets causes another Chinese riddle puzzle. Yeah. 
which I think is the same riddle, and then steals all the guy's documents. Yeah, right, and, like, treasure and some money. And then walks out the front door. Yeah. And then there's, like, a quick scene of him dropping on someone's desk. That cop lady. Yeah, and then he, and then he's, like, at a, another, he's at someone's grave, and there's people there. It's not, like, a funeral, but, like, there's other people there. Well, who's great? Was that his like his wife or was that his his old partner, his archaeologist partner? Well, I think they already had her funeral. Yeah, I know, but like, wasn't that her dad? At yeah. the end, maybe it was I don't his know wife. What, what was going on? I don't know. There's a lot to unpack, uh, and per usual, it was not explained. Yeah, the plot was a disaster. But the fight, there's some more fight scenes in this than you usually see in these later Steven Seagal movies. So yeah. that was pretty fun. Uh, but overall, same kind of shit the rest of them are. They, they're they all such this just garbage. Yeah. He's such a garbage dude. I think out of these four, we decided Shadow Man was the most entertaining. Yeah, I think my rating is uh, Shadow Man, this... Um, Urban Justice and then uh, Flight of Fury. Urban Justice and Out for a Kill are pretty close, neck and neck. Flight of Fury is way down there. I still prefer Out for a Kill over Urban Justice by a decent amount, but Flight of Fury is like its own tier of garbage. I I would never watch that movie again. Uh, yeah, I'm never gonna watch it again. Urban Justice, maybe. Yeah, I might sneak it back in there sometime in my life. Urban Justice, I'll watch Urban Justice if like we're hanging out and like you know smoking yeah. those jazz cigarettes, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna watch a Steven Seagal movie, mm-hmm. and someone hasn't seen Urban Justice but has seen other ones, then I'll put on Urban Justice. Yeah, if it's like the only one we have, whatever. I mean, I'll probably end up falling asleep to it, you know, like for the rest of. Uh, of my week at some point I'm always uh, leaving movies on especially Steven Seagal gives me sweet dreams uh, yeah. <laughs> gives you sweet dreams yeah that's worrisome sweet dreams of flying in his CGI planes <laughs> turns invisible sweet dreams are made of these CGI planes and Steven Seagal films <laughs> Uh, do you want to uh, answer another question off the uh, voicemail? All right. Let's, Let's do, do it. This. this is a question for the Steven Seagal podcast. Um, in the movie Marked for Death, Steven Seagal enters a hotel room to uh, track down a gangster named Jerry Fingers. And in the altercation, Jerry Fingers says, I'm Jerry fucking Fingers. I'm a made man. And then Steven Seagal proceeds to shoot him in the face and replies, God made men. The inclusion of this one-liner, does that make Mark for Death a religious film? I'd like to know. It it, it struck a chord with me, maybe reconsider my religious faith and maybe want to practice again seeing the power of God in such a you know, beautiful man like Steven. So I just wanted to wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, whether Marks for Death is a religious film, uh, considering that uh, that that line, uh, powerful line. Uh, this is 
Corey Percival, and I I hope you can help me answer this question. Bye. Okay. So is Marked for Death a religious film? Uh, let's start with the Google synopsis of Mark for Death here. All right, let's see it. Uh, mourning his partner who recently died in the line of duty, Drug Enforcement Administration agent John Hatcher confesses to his old pal Max, a high school football coach, that he has decided to retire. Then Chicago drug lord Screwface puts out a hit on Hatcher's family. Now, thirsty for revenge, the grizzled man of action fearlessly returns to the fray when the skittish Screwface flees to Jamaica, Hatcher and Max are in hot pursuit. Okay, so that doesn't sound religious, right? No, but... <laughs> However... Uh, aren't the, isn't there some weird voodoo stuff in the middle of this movie? I don't know. Or am I uh, just... You know... Was uh, that racist? Uh, un- <laughs> unfortunately... Uh-oh. I've never. Unfortunately, I believe it was. I've never seen March for Death. I don't think. I, I think I've seen bits and pieces, perhaps. Yeah, we've definitely we've I've, watched fight scenes together from it. It's I, wild. I've seen way more of the the really bad Steven Seagal movies, like the late stuff. Yeah, we really specialize in the two thousand era, which is mostly a waste. Mostly wasted our time on some really fucking They're shitty so movies. So bad, all of them. Uh. So, however. Steven Seagal not believe in evolution? Is that what we're... Well, he is a very religious person. I know that right. we do know that we, we from listening to his albums. Songs like My God. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm a made man. And then he says, God made men. I think it doesn't make it a religious film, but it makes that a religious character. You know? Just because yeah, you have a religious character doesn't make it necessarily. But he is the protagonist. You're supposed to get behind him, and then you're supposed to be like, "Oh man, if he loves Jesus Christ, then I should accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior." Yeah, you and know? kill all these Jamaicans. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of message Stephen Singal is going for. Yeah, which I mean, sure, if you follow some Christians, yeah, that's what that movie's going to be about. And is revenge right? Is it wrong? Is it an eye for an eye? Or is it supposed to be the path the path of peace? So really, is that movie religious if it's all about revenge and teaching that revenge is good? I don't know. Yeah. I think that might be all the voicemails we have for, for Steven Seagal. Uh, we do have one more question. That was from uh, Corey Percival. We have one more from Corey. Uh, if you had to use one of Steven Seagal's characters' names as a fake alias in real life, which would you choose? We have uh, Nico Toscani, Mason Storm, Gino Fellini, Jack Taggart, or Casey Ryback. Uh, out of those? Yeah. Uh, Gino Fellini's pretty good. Yeah. Also, you know, you can be Papa Gino. You know, I love Papa Gino's Ooh. pizza. Yeah. So out of those, that'd be my choice. Um, I'm a big fan of his name in, uh, on Deadly Ground. Uh, Forrest Taft. His name's Forrest Taft in yep. On Deadly Ground. Oh yeah. That's nuts. So other than that, yeah, um, Gino Fellini works for me. 
What do you think? I think either Gino Fellini or Mason Storm. Yeah, I was thinking Mason Storm. I do like Nico Toscani. Call me Tosk. Yeah. (laughs) Casey Ryback, no. Jack Taggart, no thank you. Uh, We also have... Yeah, call me Papa Gino. Call me Papa Gino, baby. Call me Papa Gino. We also have this video we can watch of uh, Steven Seagal running. Okay. So we can we can look at his running form. Because he does run weird. His arms kind of flail. Maybe not as much in the older... Well... I don't know. Yeah, he does run kind of weird in the older movies, too. It's He's got that weird, perfect posture. Yeah, his arms do flail. They're, like, not in a circle, but they're not up and down. Yeah, sometimes he runs kind of... Like, that was kind of normal. Yeah, but it feels like it just ramps up to that. And that one, it looked like his feet weren't moving a lot either. You know, Flight of Fury actually had a really good quick cut of him running. That was really funny. Flight of Fire did? I mean, Flight Flight of of Fury, Fury, yeah. It was that one where he was, I don't know how to describe it. They were in like the hangar. And I don't know. It just quickly cuts to him like running at somebody. And in his later films, he has less mobility and movement especially in his arm so he's just kind of stiff and like and he makes that strained face where he sucks his lips in more yeah he looks angry well do you have any other thoughts on uh out for out for a kill no or flight of fury uh no not in particular what are you gonna rate uh flight of uh, jeez, out of out for a, what? Were, what are you gonna write? Oh, Jesus fucking! Out for Christ. a kill? No, fuck. Rate Flight of Fury, please. I mean, I already said uh, ten minutes of Steven Seagal's in it out of ninety. All right, we already read uh, that. <laughs> oh fuck me! All right, shit. Out for a shit, kill? Shit. Rate out for a kill. I'm gonna give out for a kill. Uh, eight out of ten kilos in a Chinese artifact. Uh. I don't know, man. This is one of my favorite Steven Seagal movies. Ooh. Watching it again. One of your favorite Steven Seagal movies. It's a, it is incredible. I his have act, to go to the bathroom. His acting is at its best. Uh, I don't know. Give a, a, a uh, one professor out of... He, he's a professor. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Seagal is professor. One professor. <laughs> one professor out of, out of ten. Well, one out of ten. One professor. One professor out of ten. What does that mean? I mean, there's like how many professors make up ten? How many professors make up ten? Ten what? I don't know. You tell me. I I don't know. I don't know what your rating system is all about. I think that's a pretty good score. You, you're your pretty good score is one professor out of ten. Yeah, but I mean, that sounds like your score is one out of ten. 
it's not you no know, if it was just one out of ten i would just said one out of ten <laughs> okay so it's one professor out of ten yeah it's different out for a kill yeah number one in your books number one in my books okay well number one professor that was a thanks for having a Dave Stevens on with me, Jim. Yeah, uh, most of those films were really bad, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Flight of Fury felt like a massive waste of time. Yeah, Flight of Fury made the whole day not worth it. But it was fun. It was a good day. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this special time. See ya. Go to hell. I think I need a lawyer.